All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, JK3. This is episode 53, and we are excited because we have two additional five-star reviews on iTunes. And as a reminder, if you guys are listening on your iPhone right now, please search us and then leave a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. It just kind of helps us uh, you know, get more uh, visibility out there. I mean, your iPhone, iPad, uh, if you're using the new Apple Pencil, uh, whatever whatever Apple device you're using, you know I'm an Apple homer, so I'm going to pump it. Uh, whatever you're using, we appreciate those uh, those five-star reviews a lot. Right, yeah, Apple Pencil for sure. Those, those mean even more <laughs> uh, just because of how difficult it is. Um, but uh, So I'm going to read two of the reviews we got just here recently, just a little shout-out, and I will... Uh, formally promise that we will read every new review on the air uh, from from here on out. So make Ooh, sure that that's you, a that's uh, a commitment. Yeah. So make sure you guys leave some some good uh, some good text in there. Um, so the first uh, review, which um, it's kind of interesting, it's very specific to one person on the podcast, uh, was left by Jags fan Hales seventeen. He of course left five stars, and the title was awesome podcast. So that's a great one. He says. Love the podcast for the Jags. So informative and interesting to listen to. The hosts are so fun. Shout out to John Kellum. He's my fave. So that, that's like, like one of your uh, family members or something? Or? I, I have no idea who that is, but the fact that they use my entire government, um, you know, I go by JK3 for a reason. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the fact they use my entire government in there, uh, shout out to uh that fan i appreciate it uh thank you yeah it is a little questionable they used your full name right isn't that kind of like uh sketchy a little bit or scary it's it's very sketchy it's like they just know they just wanted to put out enough information to where they know that i know that they're listening and watching me (laughs) (laughs) shout out to john callum social security number 632 (laughs) right (laughs) on on this street um no, we're just kidding. We we are thankful for that awesome review. Um, although I am going to look forward to one that points me out specifically. If you guys would like, that'd be wonderful. Um, and then another review just left uh, left today. Actually, that was excited to see. Of course, five stars. Uh, there's no other option. He says uh, these guys know their stuff. Uh, probably started off as a fun thing for these guys to do. AKA the show probably sucked in the beginning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just did it for fun, but they are definitely developing into great sports personalities. Keep up the awesome work and the great speakers. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I guess I'll use that opportunity to plug uh, for one of our speakers. We just had uh, Damon Jones for a little brief interview on the last episode. That uh, is the un- introduction to something I'm calling uh, P gate. So if you haven't uh, checked that out yet, listen to the last like five minutes. He tells a story about a player that I, I'm trying to go back and figure out who it is exactly that like peed in one of the Jags ice tubs. And, uh, <laughs> that's just try- rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting, man. That's just yeah. worse. That's worse than peeing in the pool in the summertime. Like, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. But, I mean, everybody's sitting in the cold tub trying to relax from injury. You just got to let it flow. I mean, you know, shout out to Big Sofa for, um, you know, coming on and, and uh, you know, sharing that, dropping that gem with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. But like what other work environment, like if I did anything like that at my work in any capacity, you know what I'm saying? Like you'd be fired immediately, much less have to issue an apology letter and get fined. Um, but my favorite part is a grown man trying to pretend like it was just yellow Gatorade when he's got a red Gatorade in his hand. Like, come on. 
Um, but yeah, so, so, so definitely uh, check that out if you if you haven't already. Um, and then one thing we're we're kind of talking about doing is maybe if we can get enough feedback, uh, getting some of the listeners together and ourselves for like a down by the bank watch party for the epic uh, McGregor Mayweather fight. So what do you think about that, dude? You, okay, so. Before the the press conferences and everything else like that became, I knew it was going to be a circus, but now I'm more inclined to buy this fight. It's $100. It's crazy, but I am more inclined to buy this fight just because of the way that McGregor is selling it. Do I think McGregor has a chance on beating Mayweather? Absolutely not. Does McGregor put on a show? Absolutely. I mean, from his suit to the way he talks to everything else like that. uh, I I mean, Mayweather's going to beat him regardless, but yeah, that'd be cool if we did like a little watch party. Yeah. yeah, I don't really watch much boxing or like MMA or anything, but I definitely am pumped about this one. Um, the suit was certainly explicit. <laughs> if you guys have yeah. checked that out, uh, yeah, that's, that's nice the, little matrix the... code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if if you guys haven't, like, definitely YouTube the like whole like presser thing because like especially the one like with Justin McGregor because like I guess Floyd Mayweather's dad is in the background just heckling him the entire time. Um, so if you guys haven't watched that, it's just really funny. But I don't like again. I don't watch this stuff. And somebody tried to convince me today. It might have been Derek actually um, at work saying that you know Mayweather's not going to win necessarily because of offense, but because of defense. And on the on the like presser though, it just seemed like Mayweather's like intimidated by him a little bit, and he's older too. I mean, I don't know. I just I just kind of see an upset coming. No way. Absolutely no way. There, there's no okay. So if there was an upset that was going to happen, and I know this is a Jags podcast, but there's a reason why uh, Mayweather wouldn't fight uh, Triple G or Canelo Alvarez again is because that he knows that he doesn't stand a chance against those young guys. Those young guys like to bang, they like to fight. He knows that McGregor's going to try to come in and try to swing for the fences, and he's going to see those punches coming from a mile away. And I guarantee you. McGregor tries to throw like a, a a knee or something like that, and he's going to get disqualified, and the fight's going to be over with. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody said that like if he does that, then he loses all the money. So there's no way he'll do anything yeah, like that. No way. But there is. I mean, there is the possibility that like reflexes, you know, from his prior fighting, that maybe he'll do it. But uh, I don't know. It'll be fun. Um, and then lastly, before we get into like one of our topics that we were uh, kind of. Uh, mentioning in the last episode about uh, kind of memories uh, as a kid and just uh, as a teenager and, and all that good stuff as a Jags fan. The Sharks are National Arena League champions. So uh, who's excited? <laughs> I mean, you know, shout out to the Sharks. I mean, that, that's cool. You know, the, it's another championship for the city, I guess, quote unquote. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to start calling Jacksonville title, title town. But the thing about it is, man, I see some of these guys on Twitter, and I respect everyone's opinion. But for you guys to sit there and say that you rather go to the Sharks game because they win and they're better than the Jaguars, is is unreal. That I I think that's worse than than people saying that a college football team could beat Alabama or Alabama could beat like the worst NFL team. Right. Which which is no way. There is no way that would happen. No way that. Alabama would beat the Cleveland Browns. There's no way the, the the Sharks will beat the Jags. I mean, that's just ludicrous. Yeah, everybody's like favorite local news comment section has tons of those kind of stuff or ton, tons of those kind of comments in there. 
with people saying like, oh, I wish the Jaguars could put together a team like the Sharks do, and they need to hire their GM and all this stuff. <laughs> for, for, you know, first, yeah, first of all, evidently, and I don't follow arena football that much, but evidently the Sharks like left the AFL or the AFL folded or something, and they're like in some off-brand arena league now that they're killing. So like all these teams they're playing are just like not even relevant. Um, and then, you know, the college argument about Alabama beating the Jags or whatever is always stupid anyway, but it's significantly more stupid for arena football. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just unbelievable. And and for, for, you know, some of the folks and just to put it in another way, that's just like saying the Armada would beat Fulham. There's (laughs) no way that the, the, I mean, maybe soccer is a little bit more, you know, unpredictable like that, but I'm betting on a, on a, on a, a professional soccer team to beat you know, a, a national, what are they, NASL, like, soccer team. There, there's there's no way. No way, man. Yeah. So, uh, so it was fun. Uh, I went to the, the championship game, and it was pretty cool. But I will say it was super corny that they pipe in the defense chant, um, you know, with, like, the fake voices saying defense and everything. <laughs> that was just so cheesy. How, how many people were there? It was on, like, a Monday night, too, right? Yeah, it was like nine grand, I think. Or, you, or, you, you, you didn't call in to work the next day as there's like celebrating and, and flipping cars down the street because they won or you know, riot? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But there were <laughs> no, there were a lot of people that – one funny thing, by the way, and, and this is that's another part of this, and I, I kind of call it like a beer league kind of thing, is like they had like the, the little shark inflatable thing like flying around the arena and what oh. it would do is it would like drop coupons out periodically for like food. Oh my god! <laughs> and like people, you remember in Toy Story, like the little aliens are like looking up for the claw or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, people were all about those little like fifty cent off gate station hot dog coupons or whatever. Like it was crazy. The the, the um, thing about it is, is and you know, and, and I pass. I, I work for the Jacks Pack. Uh, shout out to everybody on the Jacks Pack uh, as well. Um, but throwing beads, you would think I was throwing gold bars. Like it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And I mean, people just love free stuff. I mean, that's what it boils down to. They just love free things. Yeah. I did win a koozie on a wheel outside the arena that I threw away though. Like the koozie, mar- <laughs> <laughs> the koozie market is, is way, uh, is way, uh, like oversaturated at this, at this point. So, um, anyway, so, so good stuff. Uh, we're okay with them doing well. Obviously, it sounds you know good either way. Uh, one thing that we definitely want to touch on that uh, kind of mentioned on social media that got pushed back just a little bit um, is we had actually started a discussion thread on Reddit, just kind of talking about favorite Jags memories as a kid. Um, just kind of a fun little thing to talk about prior to the season starting and training camp. And um, had a couple for myself. I know you had a couple. And then we also had some that I'll kind of, you know, run through on Reddit that were pretty good, too. Um, So to kind of start with, you know, do you have anything that just kind of significantly sticks out in your mind as far as uh, some memories from like the the 90s or from when you were younger or teenager or just kind of whatever? Well, I mean, not not to to give away and to take any other Reddit users shine because, you know, collectively we've all got the same memory, which is basically the last two memories, uh, you know, that that kind of propelled the Jags into that national spotlight. But something cool um, was that my dad was in the military and we were stationed in uh, Secondella, Sicily when the Jags were announced. And, uh, you know, it was really cool that he came home with a couple of the uh, the, the, the inaugural Jaguars T-shirts that they got from the exchange. 
uh, had the new the, or the, the the logo with the sprawling jaguar on it that they got like sued for or had to change and everything else like that. And uh, it was just crazy, man, because you know we 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 lived here in Jacksonville, but we went to Italy, and uh, my dad came home with these shirts. I had one for everybody in the family, you know, and then he told us that we were moving back to Jacksonville. So that was kind of cool. We had been stationed over in Italy uh, for about six or seven years. And, uh, you know, being able to come back home to an NFL team, uh, you know, it's just pretty cool. It's just awesome to be able to get that support like across the season. Shout out to everybody in the military as well. Um, You know, that's a Jags fan or anywhere serving. That's an NFL fan. Also, it's just cool that, you know, that we were able to get those T-shirts and then come back to actual football team. And then the glory years, you know, were were, which happened so early were were upon us. Right, right. Yeah, that um did you see the uh Bolt City Brigade just came out with the shirt with the original sprawling Jaguar um logo too? Or was that yeah. Bolt City or was that just yeah, uh, No, nah, it was it was them. It was Bolt City Brigade, man, and shout out to those guys. They they are just so creative and like every year, man, I get closer and closer and closer to joining. Um I just don't think I can drink as much as they can. I, I really don't. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I almost <laughs> I almost want to join just to get that just to get that t shirt to be honest right. with you, because it right, looks cool. right. Um, yeah, no, that was, uh, that's definitely, uh, cool. And I remember that merchandise, um, it's actually kind of like come back in style. Like I'll see people make these, uh, posts on Reddit and tweets about like trying to find like old sweatshirts and things, um, that back in the day, I just thought as is like my grandparents, like old Jaguars clothes that probably right. smelled funny. Right. Um, but, um, but actually that was one of my memories. I was going to mention him is just kind of the, uh, the uh, closeness that I have with my uh, grandfather over the Jags. And so like when people post those old Jag sweatshirts and you know, it kind of just makes me think about him and like, you know, how he would legitimately think that me as like an eight or nine year old had like legit opinions on the team and everything. Right. Um, and then he had this thing that I'm going to try to see if I can find a picture of. And it was a, a custom truck. It wasn't a big truck. It was just like a regular truck that he had completely painted with like the Jaguars logo and colors and everything. And he had a custom horn so that when you honk the horn, it did like the exact Jags roar that you hear on like the radio shows and in the stadium. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, it was really cool. And so Man. like whatever happened to that, I have no idea. I definitely feel like that should have been like left for me, like in <laughs> the family, um, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. But um, I just remember like staying the night at his house one time and we would drive by the bus stops with like the kids and like he'd honk the horn and, and they would go crazy. So, uh, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um as far as like uh, training camp goes, just to kind of you know touch on that since we have camp coming up is, uh, and I still try to do this now with my my daughter too. Um, it's just you know, going to training camp. Like that was always my favorite, one of my favorite things to do. Not just to like see the team, but just like the whole vibe involved. A uh, little merchandise stand, getting some food, right. you know, the heat, uh, being able to see like the writers and the front office people walking up and down the sidelines, like really close to you, which was really cool. Um, but the funnest part was just like. You know, I always consider myself super introverted, so I always like the ability to kind of sit there and just listen to like the adults and the other fans like chit chat back and forth and give their different perspectives. And then my favorite thing that my daughter has adopted too is they always have like these little roster sheets that they give out where you can right. like review like everything as the as the you know practice is going on. Um, so I'm definitely like pumped about training camp, especially with my daughter getting much older, where she's you know more into it now. I hear you. Yeah, training camp for me, man, is always cool. It always, you know, lands 
on my birthday or around my birthday, which is the 28th so um, of July. So it, it's always cool for me to go out, you know, embrace the heat. Um, and that's what makes it special because it's probably one of the hottest places where training camp happens. Uh, a lot of people really don't understand how special that we are, that our team, there's only a few teams that actually do the training camp in their city as well. So us for, for us to be able to watch the team and kind of uh, watch the, the 52-man roster or the roster go ahead and and, and change and watch all the camp battles and you know that it, we're just blessed to have that um i enjoy you know going to the training camps also and, and just listening to people and i'm a, I'm a confrontation guy i love confrontation so i, I love just talking to, to people just random strangers and whenever you always get that person that says that we should have done something crazy in the off season like oh yeah we should have went and, and and signed odell beckham jr it's like <laughs> what <laughs> why would we do that like, well, yeah. we had all this cap money. Well, it, the funny thing about cap money is that people here in Jacksonville act like the cap money is theirs. Like they go to Vistar <laughs> and they have the cap money in their checking account and they just can use it at any time. So it's always good just to have those those friendly banters with uh, with fans and everything else like that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Bortles with that. I told you we should have signed Tebow. He's still a free agent. Oh, those are the best. <laughs> that's still, hey, that still happens. You know what I mean? Like that. I still hear that to this day. In fact, I'm pretty sure I heard Tebow's name mentioned at the Sharks game as well. So that was pretty funny. But they, um, they, he's a winner. That's and that's the argument. Yeah. He's a winner. <laughs> it's yeah, like, OK, and he's and he's probably like the best baseball prospect evidently. So that's exciting. Um, all right. So really quick run through a couple of the Reddit ones before we kind of give a, you know, a few more of ours. Um, definitely uh, some great responses on here. Uh, one guy um, into the heat with uh, the number three instead of an E, which is uh, super, uh, super cool. Um, he said, uh, watching Fred Taylor break 10,000 yards against the Titans was awesome. Um, so that was pretty cool. And what I'll try to do too is, is when I was on this post, I was kind of like trying to find video and articles on all the different things that people were finding um, or, or reminiscing about. So if I compile that, I'll try to put it in the podcast description um, so that uh, everybody can check out some of uh, you know everybody's memories. Um, one guy said um, that he'll never forget his thought process during the final 20 seconds of the Jags-Texans game in, in 2010, and that's uh, Jaguar Gator number nine. He said, uh, when Scobie shanked the kick, I knew it was over. I knew that uh, we had blown another fourth quarter lead, uh, something that we were very good at doing under Del Rio. Um, mm. And then uh, essentially, you know, that's, I guess, the game where um, – is that the one with uh, Gerard and the Hail Mary to Mike Thomas, I guess, or – um, I think so. It, it may be. I, I mean, I, I was trying to do a little bit of research, but that was crazy. I, I mean, if it was the same game or not, yeah, was. that ball being batted back into Mike Thomas was just unbelievably like it was just un, unreal, like something crazy that you like you see and you wish that other teams like that happens to your team. And then when it happens to your team, it's just like, holy crap, it happened to my team. Nuts. Right. Yeah, I was actually at that game with my wife in the, like the section 400 something and it's like the only time I'd ever been at like, 
any live game or like one of those like miracle type things happens. Right, right. <laughs> and it and it totally like even though it was not like some huge, huge significant game, it totally lived up to like everything you see in the movies and on like TV and everything. Like because right. I don't ever like talk to anybody at the games really, but I was definitely like high fiving and like hugging random people, which was you know thinking about it super cringy, but um. <laughs> Um, um, one of, one of the uh, off offbeat ones that I that I just uh, just saw on Reddit also from uh, TMGRTL was getting my first number twenty Natron Means jersey. Of course, I can relate to that. Um, you know, I had Natron Means jersey. I thought it was so sweet that he had that like that RoboCop visor, you know, <laughs> on and uh, also uh, walking to McDonald's on Atlantic and Hodges to get Tony Baselli's autograph <laughs> during, during the heyday of the local menu, the uh, the local special, the, the Baselli burger. And I remember that the same thing out here in Orange Park. You know, he came to the McDonald's up here, and you know, it was just crazy because you're meeting Tony Baselli, but getting this absolutely disgusting <laughs> burger that was just had every ounce of mayonnaise and dressing and all sorts of stuff on it so yeah that that i definitely remember that one i don't even like what was on the basali burger exactly like, it, what was, it was like it was like a quarter pounder uh i think it had like the big mac sauce mayonnaise <laughs> lettuce tomato onions pickles it was just slop, like it was just sloppy you couldn't eat it i mean that's how he was he was just a big nasty player so uh, let's make a burger after him yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna try to find something on that too. Like if I can find <laughs> a, like an ad or a commercial or something, that'd be pretty cool. Um, let's see. Uh, another guy mentioned the Hail Mary. Uh, that comes from Simmer Down, bruh, and uh, definitely like that one. Uh, this guy said, "I'm only 19, so sadly, and this is uh, S Jags. I'm only 19, so I have very little recollection of the Jags uh, actually being relevant, which is not <laughs> nice." Um, <laughs> he said, "However, Scobie's 59 yarder and when Freddie T hit 10,000 uh, were memorable to me, and uh, one that I just—I don't know if I was too young. I just don't remember this. I know it's like a significant thing in our team's history." Um, but I just, again, I just being so young, but he said that Morton Anderson missing the 19, uh, yard field goal, you know, that, that big one from, uh, I guess 96. Yeah. I think I was too young to, to realize that one too, man. But just the, I mean, you got Morton Anderson, which is probably one of the best kickers in the NFL. Uh, and he's got a chip shot. Literally it's 19 yards and for him to shank it. I mean, unbelievable, man. I, I, I just, I just only imagine how crazy that stadium went. It's so crazy looking back at like those old clips of the stadium and how like, you know, pre-tarp days and how packed, I mean, yeah. absolutely packed like of Jags fans and like everybody with Jags stuff on it was. I mean, I, it's just such a shame that I feel like I was too young to really remember too much of like that craziness with how like intense everything was. I mean, it's just um, it's unbelievable, man, because when you look back and just see that, it, it looks like something. I mean, 1996, I mean. It, the, the the way the film and the way technology is, it looks like that was like ancient. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was ten yeah. years old. I should be able to remember things when I was ten years old, and like that was just nuts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was almost um, like twenty one years ago, right? That's the thing is like you don't even think about that. Like these, like when we say stuff like nineteen ninety eight and like two thousand, like even two thousand was seventeen years ago. I know that's just unbelievable, man. And that also just shows you shows you like how how much this fan base has been suffering. You yeah. know, for 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 a nineteen year old kid to say that he doesn't remember the Jaguars being relevant, 
that should tell you something right there. If a kid who's a, a, a Jags fan and he's been a Jags fan through the suffering and that's all he knows is the suffering. I mean, that, that, that's crazy to me that, that, you know, being 19 years old and all you know is that the Jaguars aren't really being that good. Yeah. Well, that's why we brought Tom back. Make the Jaguars great again. Hashtag. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get it on a teal hat. A teal hat with, like, white writing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, um, make, make, make Jaguars great again. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably, like, out overplayed by this point. Plus, it just has negative connotation to it, you know. Depending on what side of the coin you're on, but, yeah. Yeah, I guess I, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's why it's probably best to just avoid it completely. Yeah, just avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one that I had that you probably share, and I know that like blowouts are not like the best game or whatever, but I didn't care, and I feel like as a fan of a particular team, you don't care. Um, you know, so the football wasn't good, but it was really cool. Was when we had the sixty-two to seven victory over the Dolphins, and uh, you know Fred Taylor was always my favorite player, still is, um, you know, especially growing up. And he played awesome, and like literally every single cool thing that can happen as a fan happened in that game. Dude, that that's one of those games where you've got everything, you know, stacked up against you. You got the young team going against the the perennial Hall of Fame quarterback, Dan Marino, and then everybody's just coming out and all sides of the ball. I'm talking about special teams, offense, defense, everyone firing on all cylinders, and there was nothing Miami could do about it. Like absolutely squat there was nothing they could do about it we were running interceptions back fred taylor was going off mark brunell was going off the defense was doing everything they could like literally nothing you could do to stop nothing you can do at all yeah i want to find like that full game video on youtube or whatever i think i tried to look for it one time and i couldn't find it but that would be epic to be able to rewatch that game like even just to show my daughter to be like oh yeah like this was the jaguars (laughs) like (laughs) but um funny enough like my uh my my father-in-law is a dolphins fan and so i feel like i have like forever the greatest like trash talk to be like yeah i ended dan marino's career and like (laughs) you know just reference that game all the time i mean what a crappy way to go out <laughs> hey, him and Jimmy Johnson, both of them. Yeah, for, for for them to go out like that, I mean, you know, just pulling up the just pulling up the box score. The Jags put up twenty four points in the first quarter, seventeen in the second, fourteen in the uh, third, and seven attacked on another seven in the in the fourth quarter. Like unbelievable, man. I mean, you, I mean, you got Mike Hollis hitting forty five yard field goals, right? I think uh, didn't Jay Fiedler play like the entire second half too? I mean, Brunel wasn't even in, was he? I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, you got Alvis Witted getting a uh, Alvis Witted getting a touchdown from Jay Fiedler. Um, you got Fred Taylor on ninety yards. Tony Brackens with a sixteen yard fumble. Fred Taylor with another thirty nine yard catch. I mean, I, fantasy football numbers like in today's numbers right now, Fred Taylor would have had a career day. I mean, he had a career day in regular football, but still, fantasy it would have been unreal. Seventy yard pass from Jay Fiedler. Jay Fiedler's out there dropping dimes for seventy yards. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, any uh, any additional? Because I have one more thing I want to talk about. Since you mentioned Fred Taylor, because I know that's been a couple, a little bit of a debate on uh, social media. Any other final uh, memories that you wanted to share? Um, one thing that I that I that I didn't see on Reddit, and maybe I overlooked it, but whenever NFL Films caught John Henderson getting slapped by the trainer, <laughs> like how how I don't know if anybody mentioned that on the Reddit or not. No, I, I'll I stand corrected, so. but yeah. dude. 
That when that man is getting slapped in the face by a grown another grown man, and he's telling him you didn't hit me hard enough, and he slaps him again. He said, "Come on, I slap me like put some thought behind it." And he slaps him again. And he's like, "Oh, that time you made me bleed," and he's like, "Thank you, baby, thank you." Like, oh man, that still gets me so hyped up, man. Just seeing that, and that, and that dude like was unbelievable. And every time he got a sack, or every time he made a made a stop, the Big John like the toll, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. Um. I almost want to find the guy who hit him and like interview that guy. You know what I mean? To be like, so yeah. what was that about? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can, and back to the, like the joke about like like comparing work regular like office settings to football. Like that's definitely how I think I should start getting prepped for the day. Like forget coffee. I'll just yeah, have like go, one of the. You go into a Monday morning staff meeting and tell <laughs> tell your crappiest banker to slap you in the face <laughs> before you go in. <laughs> Like the worst one, slap me and (laughs) bleed. Yeah, yeah, that would be so unusual. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, so like tying into the Fred Taylor thing, and then we'll kind of wrap up. But did you see his um, rant on Twitter? I mean, he just went off about the Hall of Fame. Uh, Basically, he's like better than like so many of the running backs that are already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I did, and I agree with him. I agree with him. And just to piggyback on Fred also, very key in, in the Jaguars, uh, you know, uh, victory against the Steelers. Um, both times, go on record, we are, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team to beat Pittsburgh twice at home in a season. Google it if you don't believe it. But, <laughs> I mean, that's just unbelievable. And that's what, that's what happens when you are a victim in a small market. Like, shame to say that the market is – you know, takes takes precedent in it. But and a lot of people think that Fred Taylor is a homer because, I mean, he went to Florida and then he played and played for the Jags, which I can understand that. But I do agree with him being better than some of the running backs that are in the, in the, in the Hall of Fame right now. Hands down. Yeah. Pro Football Talk has a note. Uh, Taylor ranks 17th on the all time rushing list with eleven thousand six hundred ninety five yards. Only three players ranked ahead of him in rushing yards are not in the Hall of Fame. And two of those, Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, are still playing. Edron James did not earn induction in the first three years of eligibility. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think the um, the fact that the market piece makes a big difference. And I think it does with Baselli, too, you know, in addition to the injuries. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the, the only thing with Fred Taylor that makes me think – of course, I'm totally for him getting in the Hall of Fame because he's my favorite Jaguars player ever. But um, there's not – like, I don't know. There's just not, like, any kind of, like – if you're not a Jaguars fan, there's not really like anything memorable that as an outside fan, you could probably like attribute him to as far as like moments or anything, you know? I I mean, and the worst part about it is the era when he was playing. I mean, you got Terrell Davis, Jamal Anderson, right? You got a Barry Sanders is ending his career. Um, You know, LT is like right start starting in the middle of his career there. Uh, I mean, you, you know, that's just what, that's just what stinks about it, you know. It's just that yeah. the names that were running the football at the time that he was playing were in bigger markets, and they were doing the same thing that he was doing, but just had a brighter spotlight on them. And that's right. what that's what really sucks about it. I mean, just a just a brighter spotlight on them. I just it just seems like it's so much luck involved in timing because like remember when Vito Salino was making the point on the prior episode about Jimmy Smith and just the fact that now that the passing game is so. Uh, influential and there's so many good receivers putting up crazy numbers now that it's just going to keep pushing him further and further back and it's just like one of those things like I just feel like the guy 
has to have perfect timing. It has to be inducted at the exact right time because if anything changes on a macro level in the sport, then they just get casted aside. And I, I just think, I mean, I think Baselli is still okay to potentially make it, but I don't think right. Taylor's ever going to get in. Yeah, I mean, and, and and it's sad to say because of the type of person that Fred is and the type of community involvement that he is and the type of fans that are the love that he shows all the fans at the games and everything else like that. Uh, but I mean, it's on a on a more grand scale. You know, some of the some of the running backs that were doing it at that time. I mean, they were just bigger and better pieces. And like you said, it is all about timing. Uh, I mean, that that's just the the bottom line of it. It's about timing, man. Got to be there at the right time. You know, a little bit of luck, and you know, bam, you're in the Hall of Fame. I guess. I don't know. Still shocked that To didn't get in. To be honest with you, like absolutely shocked that he didn't get in on his first ballot. That has to be like a political thing, you know what I mean? Like just you know not liking him personally and stuff like that. And I don't think that has anything to do with football. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I think Vito. I think Vito even hinted to that a little bit, like something about like him not like I don't even know how you can say. I mean, I know he had all that crazy stuff in the media that he would do and like the push ups or sit ups in the driveway and all that obnoxious stuff. But I mean, the guy played like was basically dead and was playing in like the playoffs in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, you can't he was say he's not one a team. leg. Yeah, I mean, how can you say he's not a team? Right, and so like the the argument that you're not a team player and you're out there, you know, playing severely injured and in, in one of the most important games. I mean, I just I just don't see that. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it's just yeah, it's not not good, man. All right. Well, uh, again, we really appreciate all the support and the uh, reviews and the listens. I mean, we keep uh, breaking quickly these uh, listen barriers, um, you know, that just seemed crazy uh, a year ago or we haven't been doing this a year, but like six months ago. And it's just really picking up pace. So we really appreciate you guys checking us out. Please, please leave us a rating review. Remember, you can check us out and see like when new episodes are coming out on Facebook and Twitter. Um, And then, you know, we're pretty much available on all the different podcast platforms. So any device that you're on, you can find us. And if you guys ever have feedback that you want to share, uh, anything that you'd like to hear or you know improvements that we can make or, or anything like that, um, feel free to tweet at us, uh, leave a comment on Facebook, or you can also email us at downbythebank at gmail.com. So again, uh, you know, thanks again for listening and uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening, man. It's just crazy that you guys are stuck with us uh, through the off season. And so now the, the, the good stuff's about to happen. So again, thanks again, guys. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.